have you consented yeah yeah are you sure yes are you over the age of uh, 16 <laughs> i'm keeping keeping this bit just remember <laughs> i feel like we should be making fun of the concept of consent just that it's dumb for it to be on zoom um yeah but that's not what we were going for will <laughs> be anyway uh, welcome to episode 18 of the no balls cricket podcast <laughs> on that bizarre note um yeah, the uh, uh two drunk men of cricket are here we are not drunk unfortunately we've uh, actually never been drunk during we somehow never drank on the pod well we haven't drunk on the pod for a long time yeah We've yeah. never been drunk for an episode. We somehow yeah. take this a lot more seriously than we pretend. Maybe the next time we have Rob on. Anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like doing that with Rob is usually going to be pretty cruel because, like, you know, it's not, the the last time we recorded with Rob it was like nine thirty or nine in the morning for him. He's not going to wake up and drink. Yeah, so next time we wake up and drink. Just <laughs> <laughs> saying. Um. Uh. Anyway. uh we're going to skip the round up and head straight to our 20 minute time segment because um not a lot has happened um yeah. mr uh, respected journalist will fill you in on the bangladesh sri lanka series that was basically the only cricket that happened last week yeah and really we recorded last week after the first odi by the time we put up the episode the other two were also done uh so oh, we had mentioned that how how bangladesh ended a winning ended a losing streak of i don't know how long it was 10 15 matches something like that yeah so uh, their their win streak after that lasted one more game yeah exactly yeah. they won one more then they lost to sri lanka and uh, yeah that yeah. but they beat sri lanka in a series so now we can have new jokes about who the worst team in in world cricket yeah. is um yeah i have just discovered i today i did not know that this was happening but apparently the netherlands and ireland were having an odi which ne- the netherlands won cuz ireland couldn't chase down 195 in 50 overs yeah um that actually has a lot of uh, i'll just get into this before um, obviously this is also um <clears throat> we're post day 1 of the england new zealand test match the first test yeah um devin yeah. conway scoring 100 on debut new zealand and 246 for 3 um we will get into the whole shitstorm surrounding that in a second but uh, on the cricketing side of things uh, england looked pretty toothless on a pretty flat looking lords deck beautiful sunny weather has hit england for some bizarre reason um also um, but we should point out one major development in uh, uh in england cricket that has come out of this test match uh, we will get have... into it on our 20 minute segment this is the round up <laughs> the round up we we just said ki the 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 round up is 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 not necessary you started on round up you started in bangladesh beach lanka island and started talking about ireland and and netherlands so then apparently we have a round up um, acha okay. but those are the we're, done, we're done with it <laughs> we're done with the round up basically um, let's just quickly round up the round up bangladesh beach lanka netherlands beach island <laughs> india it's so, sorry new zealand and england are in the middle of a test series Excellent. in the middle of a test match right okay and now on to our 20 minute well cricket in 20 let's just call it that shall we yes ha and go right so the big the first big thing we wanted to talk about was all the changes to um, icc tournaments that have been announced so the of course the odi world cup had been contracted in the last uh, for the next edition is only going to be 10 teams which of course has been a um, huge controversial talking point because 
uh, obviously it's just that, that whole idea of shutting other nations out of the World Cup was not something that a lot of people liked. So it is now expanding to 14 teams. The T20 World Cup is, is expanding to 20 teams. Uh, we're talking all on the men's side at the moment. Um, and the biggest thing is the ICC's wet dream has come true. They now have one ICC uh, tournament every year from 2024 on to 2031 because the old Champions Trophy is back. Uh, also, the World Test Championship format is set to remain the same for the next eight years. Tear your hair out now. I don't have any left. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we were just discussing this before before, before the start of our uh, pod, saying that you know the ICC can't really mandate um, because because uh, you know bilateral test series are usually you know, decided directly between the two boards. But you are it's, of the opinion that ICC should mandate. It's the World Test Championship. They're supposed to play six series over two years. What is the point in having one series be two test matches and another one be five? It should be uniform. It doesn't make sense. I, I, I mean, I don't know about uniform because I think if you're going to uh, incorporate some marquee series in the middle of that, like the Ashes or whatever, then... You know, hold those outside the test championship. How difficult is that? Or... or, or... Or, what is or, the point of a test outside of the test championship? Is or, or I know or, we have, I know we have, we are having tests outside the test championship. But what's so the point? Um, England and New Zealand are playing outside the World <laughs> Test Championship. So, and they've played the second series between them that's outside the World Test Championship. By the way, they played two in New Zealand a couple of years ago. Yeah, I remember. Were, yeah, uh, and also, also, here's my point. My point is, you have a five test series. First three are part of the World Test Championship. The other two aren't. They're just a five extension. You can have that as well. Could be worked on, yeah. Could be. It's it's an idea. They could probably they could probably look into doing that. I mean, um, I, I don't see the point in not standardizing, but you know, um, it's just it's just it befuddles me how they can make great decisions, then have their wet dream come true with the Champions Trophy, which by the way I really enjoy. Um, I know people have shat yeah. on it, but I think it's a great tournament. I love the Champions Trophy. I I don't have fond memories of the most recent one because let's not go into that. Why? 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 why, why. <laughs> I really like the Champions Trophy as, as a tournament. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the Test Championship does need to be fixed a bit. And the fact that you're sort of locked... Though I don't think it is actually is locked in for eight years, even though they say it is. I feel like if people come up with uh, changes, they're not going to wait eight years to make changes. Um, the other interesting thing I saw was Ravi Shastri saying that ideally the final should be a three-test series rather than a one-off match. Um, I- uh, the one thing I don't agree with on the final is that if you have a sixth day, why not use it in the case of just finishing a fucking game? As in don't, like a five-day draw. Yeah, what of is the point draw, of a five-day draw? The six day is the only in use if there's any rain or if an entire day goes to rain. No, like. if you lose more than you can make up. Achoo. So oh, say there's rain, say you lose maybe... Two hours. Half Maybe a day on, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get it. Like if you across, lose a session on the, across, three, huh. across the first three days, yeah. you can make up yeah. that session on the last two days. Right. You play one one extra hour. It's England. The bloody sun's out till 10 o'clock at night. Um, <laughs> I'm literally not kidding, mate. It's just set. Um, the other thing they the other thing they should consider is just using it for all the extra overs that don't get bowled. Even today, there were like 86 bowls, 86, 86 overs yeah. bowled in it with the extra half hour taken. So, I know, I, I I think that's appalling. But anyway, let's not go into overrates because that's a whole other argument and that just gets everybody's blood pressure rising. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Test Championship, I agree. There, there could be some, you know, they could... But I also think it's a work in progress. Like I said, I feel like if people start, you know, coming up with legitimate complaints and this one could end up becoming a bigger one, ICC will probably... Not that I trust them to be some great responsible organization, yeah, but, then, but ICC will... Pro- 
will probably figure it out and be like, okay, we're not waiting eight years to change it. But here's the thing: if they had a a work in progress for it, they wouldn't have made the next four editions of it um, with the same format That's in mind. That's true, but uh, I mean, I you know, I think format format changes can happen if they have to. On that note, Phil has something to say to the ICC. <laughs> yes, our uh, our latest pod member, permanent yes, pod right. member, I think. Well, he's now our Phil, man. Phil the Fucktopus. Yeah. Um, Phil the Fucktopus. Yeah. Um, he's soon to get a brother named Paul. Um, but uh, I don't think I can manage to. <laughs> Anyway, um, moving on. Um, okay, so moving on from the World Test Championship, that's again an argument that we will spend eternity on because I hate the format. He doesn't think it's that bad of a. Oh shit! I can't drop Phil. Um, <laughs> um, I think I think you I think you need to just get Phil to flip you off now. You just dropped him. That one's for you. You just yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, moving on from that, um, the World Cup, the the marquee event in this whole set of uh, tournaments, the only well, I mean everything has World Test Championship in this, but World Cup is something special, and we all know it's a special tournament. Um, has been moved back to fourteen teams. I think that's a great thing. Um, but it was funny, you know, I saw this cricket folk poll, um, and most people were actually in favor of the round robin format, which is weird. So I think I think the fourteen the round, team, you know, gives the associates opportunities. I think the round robin format works for a smaller tournament. Um, it's fun because you get everyone playing each other. Like, yeah. it's a good. I think it's a good um, good system. But obviously, you know, it works for a ten team tournament. What the moment you go to fourteen teams, then it just makes the tournament a lot longer. Um, and we've seen tournaments drag on for way too long, and you kind of lose interest in the middle like that. Infamous 2007 World Cup in uh, in the West Indies, so yeah, I I like the round robin format. I just don't think it can it can work with an expanded tournament. No, I so, don't think it can work I, with an expanded tournament either. The other thing is they've brought back the super sixes, which I think is great. Yeah, I do I do too. The super because, sixes were fun. You know you know what it does is it instead of having the top four qualify for a quarterfinal and then straight knockout from each of the two groups that they're gonna obviously yeah. do seven in each in on each uh, side of the tournament. Um, Top three qualify for the Super Sixes creates a bit of jeopardy. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And it then becomes six out of say nine or ten teams as opposed to uh, you know eight out of uh, out of nine. You know. So then you're missing one basically. Yeah. No. It, I think it makes sense. I listen. I used to love the Super Sixes as a format. You used to get some great Super Sixes games. Um, I mean, who I, can I forget? You just dropped the World Cup. That happened in the Super Sixes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who can forget that? You also get, you also get the random jeopardy of like of a team like Kenya reaching the semi-finals, um, which is, I mean, okay, there, there were other circumstances that led to that happening, but that was pretty fun. Um, yeah, yeah, easy pathway to the finals, which was the best. It was only it. in two tournaments that we had the Super Sixes, but they both created. I mean, there was some fabulous games. Yeah. and yep. I, as you said, it created double jeopardy. I mean, South Africa. It, in one tournament, got through to the semi-finals, and we, of course, know what happened in 2003 in their home World Cup. Um, uh, let's not go into how they choked. That's a story for when the World Cup actually comes around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, I mean, it, I, I, I like the Super Six. I think it's a great format. Yeah, um, and I think I, also it's a good way to accommodate having a having a more expanded tournament, which we all were in favor of. Yeah, so I mean. It's, it's, yeah. The thing is, without the expanded tournament, how are you going to get uh, upsets like Ireland beating England, for example? 
yeah. well, I mean, Ireland beating basically anyone that they've beaten in the World Cup. They've made that whole yeah. giant killing thing their own. You won't get, I mean, you don't get upsets like Bangladesh beating Pakistan otherwise, will you? <laughs> Sorry, hmm. again, now that I've pissed off the entire country of Pakistan, now that you have my attention, let's carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just to, just to sum up, so from the 2024 season onwards, you're, so 2024, you have the both men's and women's T20 World Cup. 2025, you will have a men's champions trophy. You will have the World Test Championship final. You will, you will also have the women's ODI World Cup. 2026, you have the two T20 World Cups again. 27, you have the men's ODI World Cup, uh, another Test Championship final, and the women's T20 Champions tro- Trophy. Uh, 2028, you have another T20 World Cup for each side. Damn, they're really milking the T20 format every two years. Uh, that's what it was originally supposed to be. And then yeah. they somehow threw it into, I don't know why they just decided after 2016, we won't have another one for four years. Well. To be fair, I think the World T20 is a short, sharp, and really exciting tournament. And I actually really enjoy it. The only thing is with this expansion to 20 teams, right? My issue with it is that what they did earlier was you'd have all of the minnows play each other and then only two or three of them go through, which made no sense. You know? Yeah, it was kind of, it, it kind of didn't make sense. At a, yeah. Like, get them into the World Cup or, or you know, don't. I, mean, I wouldn't say or contract it, but yeah. Just, you know, like, <laughs> make up your bloody mind. Don't have this in-between kind of jazz. I mean, let them in. Make it a 14-team format. I think a 14-team format for the T20 World Cup would work great. Again, split it into two teams. Play six. And then, instead of going soup down the Super 6 route, just have the top four. Two from each group. Semi-finals. That's effectively what we're doing. The, the new World Cup, the T20 World Cup format is going to be four groups of five in the top two um, Okay, the... yeah, that, that's not a bad super idea. Eights. Yeah, and then super the super eights. eights from the super eights, you go to the semifinal but and final. Then that's the whole thing, right? Super eights again, you split it into two groups, and it just becomes a bit of a mess. I think if you're doing five groups of four, then just go directly quarter semifinals. I think then the knockout competition becomes fun. Yeah, I I agree with you. I just think T20 cricket is just one of those like just the format everyone loves and everyone will see more of. So they so I think it doesn't. It's it's one where it doesn't really matter how much. Uh, how much you tweak with the format. If you have the number of teams and you have everyone participating, it's great. I mean, I, I have to say that I, I think we've had, what? Since 2007, we've had how many T20 World Cups? 7, 9, 10, 12, 14, 16. So, six World Cups. Yeah. I can't remember a single bad tournament. No. I mean, I can as an Indian fan, but not as an overall but cricket fan. In general, I mean, the yeah. one that you really hated the most was England winning in 2010, right? Uh, I don't know if I hated that because I because because or Pakistan winning in two thousand and nine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I honestly didn't hate I didn't hate England winning because the the other option was uh, Australia winning there, so I was very happy that England won that final. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fair point. Um, I could have done with <laughs> neither winning, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> by the way, Australia still haven't won a T Twenty World Cup. Huh? Just just yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's the T20 format. I, I think it's a great tournament. It speaks for itself. I don't care how much you tinker with it. It just remains as good. Um, it's short, sharp. It achieves exactly what it needs to. Um, and usually the best team wins. Usually. Yes. Except usually for 2014. <laughs> uh, let's not go down that route. <laughs> let's not go down that route either. <laughs> um, yes. um, 
Okay. Um, then where do we go from here? We go to what happened after the uh, first day's play of the England-New Zealand test match regarding the debutant Ollie Robinson. Yes. Uh, so it turns out that Ollie Robinson... So uh, I, I don't know who watched the test match from, from the start of play or even from the before the start of play today. But England, uh, as has been become common in, in a lot of sporting events around the world, they, England did this whole thing of uh, uh, wanting to do like a moment of unity. And they like presented a, and then they Holly held, Robinson held up a t-shirt with like some messages about uh, what was it like uh, some stand about uh, against homophobia sexism etc uh, racism all of that which is in theory a great message but then Ollie Robinson kind of screwed it up and and Phil has something to say about the sincerity of England's message <laughs> well yeah, actually, yeah after, honestly, specifically after what Ollie Robinson did anyway um, but it is ridiculous those, firstly those tweets are 8 years old yeah. It, nine years old. It's come from 2012. Yeah. Some of the, and the thing is, here's the thing. I mean, I, I, I saw his apology also. I feel like he could have just not said as much and just said, dude, I said racist, I, I, I said racist and sexist and homophobic things back then. I'm sorry about saying that. I, he went way too long into like explaining, this is not who I am as a person. I've grown, matured, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is also, I think now people need to realize you put things on Twitter uh, they unless you go make a conscious effort to go and delete them, which is going to be kind of stupid anyway. They're going to be out there, so either be careful in what you're saying or just educate yourself so that you don't end up saying stupid shit to, to begin with. Also, um, on the cricketing, um, before we get into the sort of moral side of things, I saw Ollie Robinson. He got two lucky wickets. Ross Taylor missed a straight ball and then Latham inside edged one. I didn't see what the fuss was about, to be quite honest. Well, whatever. I I, I did not watch Ollie Robinson bowl because the bit of the cricket I was watching was me. It was just Broad and Anderson. Um, yeah. And but anyway, point being, point being, yeah. no, point, point being. being point, I mean, honestly, I yeah. really, I've always pretty much what I had to say. So C- coming back to this, okay. <clears throat> so the the ECB obviously has been on this sort of spree ever since the whole Black Lives Matter thing exploded, and um, Azim Rafiq came out and. Um, openly criticized Yorkshire for being, you know, racist and Pujara, of course, being called Steve. None of that helps, A. B, um, they've been really on the back foot about um, homophobia and sexism. A, because of the way, if anyone remembers how Stephen Davies was treated, um, the ex-England wicketkeeper, who came out as the first openly gay cricketer for them. Um, That was one. The other one was... um, there was a big row over Lords having to host a, uh, uh, I think it was a it was a uh, match between the, the universities, Cambridge and Oxford, and they decided that they would host just the men's, not the women's, and there was a big hue and cry over it. And remember, this is the first year that the MCC is going to have a woman president, ever in its history. I think till 1996 or something, they weren't even allowed in the long room which is how ridiculous and how sexist English cricket has been for a long, long time. Yeah. I mean, we had this conversation last week from the Indian context and yeah. we mentioned that obviously India is, you know, particularly bad in this in this one regard, but it's not great anywhere else. And I think we're see, we've been seeing that, uh, you know, England has done better on that front, on the contracts front, but like there's clearly a lot to still clean up. 
um, I mean, on social norms, I think um, we've done far better than England has because, you know, people have been allowed in the clubhouse. I mean, you can go and sit in the clubhouse at the Cricket Club of India and watch a cricket game. It doesn't matter what you are, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's the thing that Lords being this sort of bastion of male supremacy almost, you know. Yeah. And a lot of sporting institutions are like that. The bronze sandwich Europe. brigade strikes again. Yeah. You're a big golf yeah. fan. Golf fan, you know that you know the Masters still doesn't host a women's version, and I think yeah. Augusta still doesn't allow, doesn't have women members. I can't remember if that's true or not. But or uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can come back to that point. Anyway, the whole yeah. hue and cry about Ollie Robinson is that there was racist, homophobic, and sexist tweets all in the same sort of eight sort of few months span in 2012. The thing is, yeah. it's Twitter. It's going to come back. We all know that, right? So unless you delete it from there, you know, people are going to find it. Secondly, how has the ECB not seen this happening? Yeah, you know what? I think the ECB just has some has a weird record with this uh, recently. There was that um, shit. I'm forgetting the name of the guy who was prosecuted for um, sexual assault. Like this, I think this. Under 21 or you know, 18 cricketer, <laughs> really bad case though because it was basically like this one one team member's girlfriend was sort of like sexually assaulted by other people in the team while while this guy didn't even know and uh, I can't remember the exact name but like that guy has more or less just been accepted back into the fold. Um, you know, it's. I think a lot of it is just England doesn't want to really make anyone face severe consequences. So they'll do the the sort of bare minimum. And I think this is probably true across the world as well. I, I think very few uh, people get like banned for sexism or banned for racism or whatever. I mean, you look at the... Uh, I'm going to take an example out of uh, cricket, but you look at uh, somebody like Chad Evans. Yeah, back playing football. Playing football and then being convicted of sexual assault, obviously. Uh, and and, and uh, I mean, look, it's a hard thing to... Um, except and the point here we're trying to make is Ollie Robinson okay he said these things he said them eight years ago is it sexist is it racist is it homophobic yes it is why so obviously he's gone through a program he's not said anything in the last eight years or nine years right yeah is it acceptable now Had if he'd said it now I mean now it would have been a different story but the timing of it could not be more beautiful yeah, that that. Uh, I think that's the. Today. I think that's the point you have to take, and I mean, imagine you—it's the biggest day of your life. You're on Test debut. You've picked up your two wickets are Tom Latham and Ross Taylor. I mean, that those are not you know those are good players. Made your Test debut, your first game at Lords of all places, and then this happens to you. That's it. I mean, I feel bad for the guy, but in a way, I don't feel bad for him. You know. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I I honestly don't really feel that bad for him. I think uh, it's the he might get you know vilified for this and then he you know face face some level of consequences consequences which he should. I I think there's only so far you can get with the whole oh this happened nine years ago thing. Like at the end of the day, if you said it, you said it, and it's unless you can show that you you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. We are up. Yeah, we're we up. We're pretty much through everything anyway. Um. 
Yeah. But yeah, like yeah, basically, I don't really feel bad for him. That's no, all I, I don't feel bad for him. But just like you know, you want to go through this sort of thing where the other thing is, do you know, with England cricket, this is the thing with England now. Um, weirdly, in a way, right? The cricketers in India, because of their lack of of a, an actual sort of social media presence outside of their games. they don't really say much about anything yeah to text them in a way but i mean you're better off not saying anything than saying something stupid so i agree i agree entirely and and of course yeah. that's how it should work but um yeah i mean yeah here's the thing now what are the consequences please i know it's 8 years old yeah i don't know if he i mean if he gets stood down and uh, i mean he probably won't get stood down from this test but if he gets stood down after this test is over and you know i don't know may to undergo some sort of like uh, you know one of those uh, training or education sort of um, systems that you have uh, work, you know whatever workshops and stuff that like stuff like that that a lot of um, companies and stuff is already doing probably that happens i don't know if it's just a case of doing that and then coming straight back into playing cricket i mean i get the feeling that's the likeliest thing that's to happen that will happen i'm not really sure what better solutions there are and i'm like open to hearing from anyone else on how people could do this better do you think the ecb is being sincere about this i don't i really don't and i really doubt that entire- i don't but i i also don't think most sporting institutions most companies in general when they talk about these things i don't think that they're being sincere i think most of it is just a branding exercise so i mean it's i for in this particular regard i'm not really going to single out the ecb because i think all, all all organizations and companies are like this i mean this the thing though is that they have this particularly bad reputation with everything that's gone on at yorkshire Yeah, they do. But I feel like I mean, for example, you have the whole like you you know the no room for racism thing that is happening that has been happening before every um, uh, Premier League match where everyone was kneeling. But I think the Premier League and and English football in general has like has an awful history with racism. Um, you know, having you know, said having said that, having said, and I'm going to get into this because I know English cricket, English football has had a very bad time with dealing with racism. A, B, yeah. the ICC has been absolutely fantastic when they deal with racism. They hand out bans left, right, and center. I'm trying to think. The last time I got, you know, I, I'm trying. When did la- someone last get banned for racism? Sarfraz Ahmed for calling. I can't remember who it was, but it was a black cricket. It was in on tour in South Africa. Oh yes, I do remember that. I yeah, can't yeah. remember. I yeah. think it was. I can't remember who it was. It was Bavuma or it was Engidi or one of them. And he basically said, "Kalle ko," you know, yeah, so yeah, on and yeah. so forth. Uh, basically, meaning obviously, if you're not Indian um, or from from south asia you will not know that basically means black in in hindi or you know something like Urdu. that yeah. uh, in Urdu, um yeah. multiple languages across asia yeah. um but he got a what he got an 8 or 9 match ban or something it was it was a pretty stiff ban and i thought wow man like this is you know they're serious about this Yeah, 8-9 match. I mean, you know, we I, that's the thing. I think 8-9 match is also in cricket seems a lot more than say 8 games in in football because games come a lot quicker in yeah. uh, in and, football. And so, especially so if you realize and it's 8 international matches especially if you're on tour. It's not 8 days of cricket, it's 8 matches. So it could be yeah. out and he was captain yeah. at the time as well. Yeah. Um, so I thought they were very stiff about it and obviously with the IPL and and 
all those all the all the um, T Twenty leagues, I think it's become far easier to have a cultural exchange um, in cricket because you go to countries that are majority non-white a lot. Yeah, yeah, but I think this is also you know we this has thrown up some other, uh, some other issues uh, and along the lines of the Sarfraz Ahmed one was when Darren Sami came out last year talking yeah. about this kind of stuff he'd heard in IPL locker rooms which. Until that point, he thought it was a joke or it was an yeah. endearing yeah. statement, and then he realized that it's not. Um, and you know that that's never that particular thing has now not really led to any consequences. Um, whether Indian cricketers have realized that okay, it's not it's not okay to say this is a different matter, but you know, yeah. no, no one's actually you know faces suspension or anything. Yeah, but that's the thing. I, I thought the ICC were very sincere about what they were doing with racism. There was no room for it. And the minute you're caught on camera saying something like that, you will get banned, and you will get a heavy ban, which I thought is good. Yeah. I think that's a great way to yeah. deal with it. Yeah, I think there is that. I think I mean, you know, we've seen we. So uh, yeah, the, when the ICCs had to do it with specific individual players, it's worked. When it's happened, when it comes in the form of like, uh, you know, getting fans to stop racially abusing players, for, that I don't think much really enough has been done on that front. But I don't um, think that's an ICC. See, that was the thing because it happened to. Siraj in 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 Melbourne, if I'm not wrong, earlier this yeah. year. Uh, yeah, but like it happens year. all the time. It yeah. happens in Australia. It happens in. It happened in New Zealand to Jofra Archer as well. It happened in New Zealand. Yeah, it happens pretty much everywhere. I would not be surprised if it happens in India, though no one's really reported it. Yeah. But yeah, um, obviously there were those monkey chants all those years ago for Andrew Simons. Um, yep. One K Day Stadium, of course. Those and that's the yeah. thing. Those spectators got a life ban, much like Shahrukh Khan. Did we not Shahrukh Khan into this particular conversation? I don't care. Life bank from marketing me Shahrukh Khan is coming in. <laughs> it is the most difficult ground to get banned from, and if you do something stupid, you deserve it. I think we can leave this conversation at that. No, we have only one more thing to add. Huh. Only one what more thing. Jofra <laughs> yeah, basically, if you want old tweets, you want to surface, you want them to be like Joffrey Archer's. Exactly. Um, yeah. Where he's predicting. basically predicted everything. The universe. Yeah. The universe. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, on that note. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know what happens with Ollie Robinson. I, I Let's see what England does on that front. I kind of get the feeling he might just get dropped uh, in... I mean, they did it to Alex Hale, so I don't see why they won't do it to Ollie Robinson. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me, I need to, I fact-check myself. So, Alex Hepburn was the cricketer I was talking about. Alex Hepburn, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, and, and, he, and he didn't actually get convic- convicted. He has not been welcomed back into the fold. Um, yeah, so, my apologies on that front. Um, yeah, let's see. Alex Hale should be back, by the way. Isn't his biggest issue just that he did some coke? Uh, I mean, no, was guys, it? don't do coke. Don't do coke, but, okay. you know. I'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't coke, it was weed. Oh, he should definitely be back. <laughs> Who cares? My point exactly. I mean, Ian Botham did weed, nothing happened to him. <laughs> he got his yeah. bands and, you know. I mean, of course, cricket's history with racism is a different story with, when it de- comes to dealing with bands and apartheid in South Africa. But that's a that's a whole yeah. other discussion. Let's not go into that. Um, those, yeah, you know, that, anyway. Yeah. Um, just remember two things. One, bans are the best way to deal with it. Secondly, if you're going to put anything on Twitter, be like Jofra. Yeah. 
just make nice predictions yeah just make even nice crazy predictions, predictions. I, it doesn't matter just make predictions ha huh. on that note i think are we predicting that uh, england are losing this test match i, I mean i think i would think england are losing this series because i mean ollie robinson is their third seamer yeah that's also cuz they're rotating you know? they have you know stokes isn't playing archer isn't playing uh, um yeah but i mean well, when you come up with something of that quality you're just like what oh on this note so i you didn't let me finish my major news update at the at the beginning of the of, of this pod but you're basically england have, yes england have unearthed uh, you know we all know how how much england struggle with finding good spinners it's been a lifelong problem for them there's been a handful of good spinners but england have finally unearthed one who actually can be sometimes quite decent he has a test match fifer he um, you know seems to be a better player than someone like dom bess or possibly even jack leach uh let me introduce you to england's frontline spinner joe root <laughs> they are losing this series um they are losing this series new zealand are probably going to i'll be surprised if new zealand don't bat them into the ground tomorrow that pitch is ridiculously flat um and i think on the second and third uh, on the on in the fourth third and fourth inning it'll start taking some spin santner will come into the game yes we know he's not the best but uh, Santa versus Joe Root who wins that you guys can decide I think Joe Root would win is the better spinner between him and Santa actually Are you kidding me man really Are you kidding Listen, me Mitch Santa has his best figures are 3-4 Yeah this is the game that that all changes <laughs> Uh look I tell you what it, it's summer now finally I can call it summer because I swear to God today felt like I was back in Bombay. Um, it was really hot. Um, the weather is going to be up and down the country, um, so you'll get some warm weather. There won't be much cloud cover. The spinners will come into it. It should be some fun test cricket. Do watch that. Um, huge, huge month of cricket coming up. There's two tests between England and New Zealand. There's the World Test Championship final, and then of course five tests between India and England. um so a lot of cricket here but there's also south africa and the west indies and yeah so lots of cricket coming up be enthused so south africa and the west indies means we can bring ian back yes. we will bring ian back for that um we'll probably bring niket on for the world test championship as well um so yeah big, big we should thing. let everyone know uh, we we are i guess 99.99% certain that he has nothing to do with the pitch for that one on that note it is time to end thanks very much for watching if you are watching on youtube like share subscribe hit the floating bell icon you can see it it's below this um don't do florentino perez's drugs don't do alex hales's drugs don't do drugs well other than weed because apparently that's okay um <laughs> uh, don't post stupid shit on twitter like ollie robinson right post stupid shit i do that all the time just make sure it's not like offensive shit yeah. nobody wants to hear you ranting we already get enough <laughs> of that and remember to say cheese <laughs> like if you're listening then then please subscribe spotify apple podcast podcast addict anchor google podcast i think i've covered it all um if you if you are listening then you don't really get to see on us uh panel members so i will just explain to you that sp has this 
pet octopus. If you don't don't explain, if you're listening to us, follow us on Instagram. The handles below, and I will put up a picture. Phil, Phil will be gladly introduced. You can catch all of our previous episodes on all of these platforms. Have a good night. Have fun. Yes. <laughs> See you guys. Oh shit! What am I doing? I'll tell you why. So, just in case we you guys missed out, there is a very important thing that has happened yesterday. It was Dinesh Karthik's birthday. Uh, Sid, do you want to wish him happy birthday in your own special way? I don't want to wish him because I don't like him. But Phil wants to wish him. Phil says, "Happy birthday to you." Um.